This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Hey, folks, this segment is a sponsored by John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call your attorney, John Dillon. If your questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know that your guns and California compliant, call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. You can call him at 760-642-7150, or you can visit the website at dillonlawgp.com. Hey, tune in, folks. We're on YouTube live stream. Just go to youtube.com slash gunownersradio. If you do, we'll wave at you. And please hit the like button and subscribe button and do us a favor and tell your friends. And Cover Your Asp Week is coming up in March. Join the fun and register for the class before it's sold out. So learn with the best online or at a live training class. Links to register at the gunownersradio.com website. Excellent. Well, guess what, gentlemen and lady? Yes. Lady, just the one lady. So we got a, uh, a we got a Valentine's Day uh, we got a Valentine's Day present from the city of Santee. Did you hear about that? <laughs> oh boy, did I ever! <laughs> and did you see the response? Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna. We're, it was it was ridiculous. I, it's absolutely so. All right. So we have breaking news. I love that. I do too. <laughs> All right, so the city of Santee officially denounces uh, comments made by Supervisor Nathan Fletcher, uh, voted and and actually made an official statement. Uh, some of the things that he said were uh, inflammatory against people who were involved in the uh, recall Gavin Newsom campaign, basically calling all one million plus uh, folks... Uh, neo-Nazis and white mm-hmm. supremacists and whatnot. Does that go for the 400,000 Democrats that signed that as well? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so here's their statement. I'm going to read their statement. Dear Honorable Board of Supervisors, actually sent to the entire board, all, all five, the Santee City Council condemns the divisive language used by San Diego County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher when he called those participating in the Governor Gavin Newsom recall effort extremists, conspiracy theorists, neo-Nazis, right-wing militia groups, and white supremacists. There are few worse accusations than calling someone a neo-Nazi or white supremacist. Hate has no place in Santee. Hateful rhetoric has no room in political discourse and is particularly bad when it comes from the chairman of the San Diego County Board of Supervisors. But this thing reads, I mean, doesn't that just... It just makes you giggle. It makes me tingly a little bit. Yeah. Whether or not you agree with the recall effort, the right to recall elected officials is guaranteed in our California Constitution and is a part of our democratic process. The Santee City Council stands against undermining voters involved in a legal recall by name-calling and villainizing. Mm-hmm. The Santee City Council continues to reject hate in all its forms and encourages voters to participate in the electoral process. 
Elected officials are leaders with an obligation to their constituents to respect the rule of law and not villainize those that legally exercise those rights. For that reason, here's the best part. Do we have a drum roll? Let's go drum roll here. For, for that reason, the Santee City Council is joining in the chorus of leaders and organizations condemning Supervisor Nathan Fletcher's statements against those involved in the recall of Governor Gavin Newsom. And we call for Supervisor Fletcher to publicly apologize to the over 1 million signers of the petition and resign his position. This is awesome. So this was actually uh, from the mayor, but it was voted on by the entire council. And this draft was was started by San Diego County Gun Owners Board uh, member uh, Rob McNellis, who's also on the city council uh, for Santee. I'm so proud of Santee and so happy that they did that. What do you guys think? Well, it's I awesome. think yeah, I think it's absolutely, and, and I think, and I'm sure you're going to do it next. And is was uh, Nathan's response. So Nathan's response, we're going to talk he, about a little. What, it was what, what, what an impetulant. Does he live on an impetulant child? But what planet does he live on? <laughs> I mean, if it was me doing that to my dad, I'd get spanked. <laughs> I'm serious because he just lied through his teeth. I didn't say that. Yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, you know, I mean, his official statement started on on a, on his tweet, uh, basically calling the entire city of Santee crazy. So yeah, they're they're all out of their minds. Yeah, and then did his official statement where he totally deflected and. Did the, you know what gaslighting is? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Gaslighting? Yeah, it's gaslighting. So. Gaslighting where, where you make the other you make the victim feel crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's he the, tries. It was the political version of gaslighting. Oh my He's God. he really is a sociopath. Uh it, you know, it's amazing. There's a guy, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say his name, but he's in uh, political consulting and he put he put out publicly. I probably could just but anyway, he said that, you know, I've known Nathan for 20 years. This guy's a political consultant, so he works with politicians all the time. Sure. He's involved in politics at just about every level here locally. So he's known Nathan for 20 years. And out of the 30 years he's been involved with politics, he's not known anyone that is more of a sociopath than Nathan Fletcher. Right. And every he is a textbook. It, it is textbook the way he behaves. Without a doubt. And everybody is so afraid to criticize him because he's – been turned into such a Democrat Party darling, but I, I, what we showed here with his response, and what we did here was, if you just kind of poke him a little bit, he fall, he falls apart. Oh yeah, he he, he yeah he didn't have anything intelligent to respond to except it's not me, it's you. Yeah, well, I mean, how do you defend that though? If you know if if, if he was going to respond and try to defend that, it's it's indefensible. It's indefensible. Said. Well, then don't do it. Well, apologize. Yeah. You know, apologize. Try not well, calling a million people a neo-Nazi. Yeah. If you don't I mean, want, apologize. If you don't want to explain I it. I was well, having a bad day, you know. Uh, my lunch didn't come the way I ordered it. I mean, something. Well, but again, you're, you're dealing with the the arrogance that's become real common on that. So it's like John Kerry telling the uh, pipeline workers to learn how to build solar panels. Yeah. You know, it's it's that level of arrogance. Well, and Biden saying, just... Get, just go get another job. I mean, just <laughs> get a thing. Get a thing. Just, yeah, whatever that you know, is. Just go do it. I mean, it's crazy. But and the other side of that, though, is I really want to point out. I, I'm so proud of Rob and Dustin, who's on the city council, and Laura Caval and John Minto. Uh, proud of you guys for stepping up. You know, it's so common when I talk to politicians, especially in these local boards and councils, for them to recoil and, and say, "Well, gee, I, I, you know, I'm just here to fill potholes." Okay, well, we need you to be a leader. You know, we need you to be a leader. I, honestly, if it were up to me, that's all they would do is fill potholes and, you know, balance a budget and, you know, deliver water and trash, or you know. But that's not what is required anymore. Yeah. 
all things that they're pretty bad at. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, I know. I just about jarred my teeth loose in Santee the other day. Didn't see this pothole. And we don't even have weather. How can you have potholes here? I know. I thought I was going to lose a wheel off this car. I was very <laughs> not. I was not a happy camper when I hit it. And I'm looking around like as if I'm going to see the mayor or somebody. <laughs> Well, I mean, but that's and that's kind of it. Like, hey guys, figure out potholes and then start telling me how to live the rest of my life. How to live my life, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh my, don't even get me started. Yeah, it's just crazy. So big shout out to Santee. Fantastic job. We so it was Carl DeMaio and his organization first. San Diego County gun owners followed suit and asked for his resignation. The the college Republicans at, at UCSD were brave enough to stand up and say, hey, something needs to get okay, done. A listener just, I have to say this, a listener just, <laughs> Santee has a pair, Fletcher doesn't. <laughs> that could be a bumper sticker. <laughs> I'm serious, it's a heart attack. But, well, and, and the thing of it is, what about, what about the politicians that aren't saying this? What about the cities that are not saying this? Yeah, what about them? Well, two weeks ago, I did a mic drop on one of them. His name is Chris Kate, and he refuses to step. He he disagree. What bothers me is politicians, you know, that I talk to disagree, and and they're happy to see someone else stand up, and they're happy to, you know, like yeah, 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 he's a bad guy, he's got to go. Okay, great. Then, but then they don't want to say nothing. Yeah. What I mean, I mean, talk about backroom deals. I don't know, man. This makes me crazy. All right. We are going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. Oh, AM 1170, before you do that. Hey, we have a great show coming up, so stick with us. I know. Next up is Amanda uh, Suffcoal. Exactly. Suffcoal. Suffcoal Magazine. Joe's going to tell us all about this bad HR 127, plus stump my nephew, and much, much more. See, you got me all excited. I did. I got you all worked up. You got me all worked up. Uh, And we want to... Thank Melissa Lee to come in today. Yes. I don't know what she's going to talk about. No one wants to write it down. But, hey, (laughs) we're going to take a quick break. We'll try this again. Gun Owners Radio. (laughs) FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, we are proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing nationwide network of 2A advocates. Offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors and provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. You can learn more about them at the National Concealed Carry Association.com. All right. Since I freaked out on the last uh, segment, who's our guest today? <laughs> Did a great job, Dave. I thought you Hang in there. Happy happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. You too. <laughs> <laughs> our, <laughs> our next guest is uh, the incomparable and fantastic Amanda Suffolk. How are you, Amanda? I am well. Thanks for having me. You bet. Now, Amanda, is fr- you're from Ohio, and you're the ho- one of the hosts of Eye on Target Radio, um, Eye on Target Radio is a nationally syndicated show, and you can find it on all major podcasts. You can also find it by going to their website, which is IonTargetRadio.com, right? Well, you're missing the word the. Eye on the target. Oh, I'm sorry. Eye on the I, target radio. My apologies. Eye on the. Sorry, Dave got me all worked up ah, about was, Valentine's Day. It Christmas. says the. It does. Eye on the target radio.com. So tell us about the show. 
Well, it is a well, it is a gun show. Imagine that. Um, Second Amendment. We talk concealed carry. Second Amendment. All different. Anything from the history of the gun to ballistics to uh, the cool people who are doing stuff all over the country. Because man, there are so many Second Amendment advocates just in in different places that need to be featured because the work that they're doing is so important. Yeah, well, you're one of those cool people, which is why we wanted to have you on the show today. Yeah, and hey, and Amanda, can you imagine trying to start a gun show in California? <laughs> I cannot. When I when you guys said this is what you were doing, I was like, this is this is so cool. It was really funny when we started, and we were, we got picked up for national syndication. We got picked up. Our very first states were Washington and Oregon State. Wow, and. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy? I've said this a lot. People, I say this just about every week, but you know, in California, 30 years ago when I got here in the late 90s in California, that's where everybody was headed, Amanda. They said, oh, we're leaving crazy California. We're going to Washington, Oregon because of gun rights. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? I mean, you know, 30 years ago, that that was the land of milk and honey when it, when it comes to guns. Not anymore. Mm-mm. Not anymore. Not yeah, anymore. exactly. So you're in Ohio. What's the what, what's it like in Ohio? What are the gun laws like in Ohio? Um, Ohio is a, kind of a moderate gun law state. We have open carry. We have concealed carry. We um, our legislature right now is talking about putting in and making the state a Second Amendment sanctuary state. So any bill or law that they deem to be unconstitutional on a national level will not be enforced in the state. So that's what is is coming up right now for testimony. And we are on the docket for a constitutional carry. So Ohio typically works on something three or four years in a row where they get it close and then they back up and they get it close and they back up. But um, I think we're getting pretty close on these guys. So that sounds slightly better than California. Yeah, and we don't (laughs) want to hear you say anything about us sending everybody from California to Ohio. No, here's the deal is I want to say thank you to you guys for holding the line because if you weren't there and doing what you're doing, then all that crazy just starts spreading across the country. So you got to be, there's got to be some brave people that hold the line where it's not comfortable to hold the line. Well, we've been doing this four years and you're right. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy because we are definitely in the minority, but we we all believe in what we're doing, just like you do, and we're not going to quit. And and that's that's the right that's the right thing. We just got done because um, our show just ended. I mean, fifteen minutes ago, and so we just got done talking to uh, Teresa Einacker from the CNJFO. So this is the Citizens for New Jersey Firearms Owners. And telling me the level of crazy that's there in their state. And once again, I'm like, hold the line. Yeah, really? <laughs> Please. Yeah. You well, know, that well, kind of a thing. It's just crazy. So what's your background with guns? Well, I, um, I've, got a, I've got a pretty darn eclectic background. My father was a collector. My mother sh- taught hunter safety. Um, my grandfather shot trap in the circuit. So er, my earliest memories of going over to visit my grandfather was we would go to the range, he'd give us each a pillowcase and make us pick up wads out of the range so that he could reload because this was in the time before <laughs> plastic wads were available in shells but not yet available for commercial sale. Oh, wow. and, and he gave us the pillowcases because we were shorter. 
And so, and then, um, then we'd go home, we'd wash them in the wash machine, sort them out on big tables, and then we got to run, our payment was, we got to run the, the shotgun reloading machines and sit on the big stool and pull the lever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a great family. <clears throat> that I'm is. Telling you. So, uh, how did, so how did that turn into uh, the radio show? How did you, uh, you know, uh, how did the radio show start? Did, did you continue on with your yeah. how long you been on air? interest in uh, guns as an adult? Or? Well, it's, um, I've been on air since 2010, and um, I tell people I'm an accidental activist. And that's, that's really kind of it. My, I, have a, I have an engineering degree, so my background in, is in manufacturing. And, um, and so I was just kind of living my life, fat, dumb, and happy, you know, doing stuff, when somewhere, well, I lost my job. And then I'm like, what am I going to do when I grow up? What, what am I going to do next, you know? And um, my brother said, well, if I got to do anything that I, I wanted to do, if I were sitting where you're at, I would open a concealed carry training school because Ohio is going to pass their concealed carry laws. And I'm like, there's no money in that. And he's like, no, there is. And so I sat down and wrote a business plan to show him that he was wrong. Mm. And then we were in business. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, son of a gun. Look, it is profitable. Right. So there w- it was that. And so then, um, and then because my background is engineering and research and, and that kind of a thing, we pulled up the, the bill that Ohio was trying to pass, and it was 167 pages of legal ease. And we read it. I read it. I subnoted it. I made notes. I got little flags, all that kind of stuff on it. And come to find out that as they passed the law, nobody knew what was in it except frankly, maybe me and some of the legislators. Hmm. So the radio station asked us to come on and fill people in. They wanted a 15-minute interview. <laughs> and we, we came onto the station, and people started asking questions, and they kept us for three hours. So, wow. so that, was, that was the first foray into it. Then right after that, the sheriff's department called and said, hey, will you tell us what's in this bill? So, <laughs> wow. And no- then right knowledge is that, power. Yeah, and right after that, then the radio station called and said, hey, we've got this opening for a one-hour show once a month. Would you do it? And that was, that was where we started, September of 2010, with a question-and-answer gun radio show. So it was like a stump-the-host kind of thing. So talk about drinking from the fire hose. No. So yeah. when did you start the Concealed Carry fashion shows? When did that become a part of the... Um, that was about um, the the first big one was in 2014, and it was because I I, I went and got my I, my NRA certification. I'm an Alice Active Shooter Response Instructor, um, Range Safety Officer. I do pistol, rifle, shotgun, you know, all of this kind of stuff. So people would be like, "Well, how do you carry?" and and I'd look at them and say, you know, I'm five foot nine and I weigh X number of pounds and you're five foot nothing. So we're not the same and how I carry is not going to be the way that you carry. And so so as we spent more time researching that and looking at it, then we decided to do a fashion show to show people what they couldn't see. Hmm. Because when a brand new person starts to carry concealed, they feel like there's this big neon sign that's pointing at their gun. So, hey, there's a gun. There's a gun. Look mm-hmm. here. Look here. Yeah. And, and when, you, when you start to carry or after you carry a little bit, you realize that nobody pays any attention at all. In, in our state, one in 14 adults carries concealed. 
one in 14, yet you never see somebody. You don't hardly ever notice a gun. You just don't notice it. It's, and I, so that's it. it yeah. You're absolutely, I, I totally, I think we all remember the first couple of weeks of carrying. Mm-hmm. It felt like everybody, like, like you said, a big, staring at you. Yeah, big neon sign. Just yesterday, though, and, and then I, you get used to it, but just yesterday I was at the range, and uh, a buddy of mine who I've known for a few years, um, uh, he uh, he said, yeah, he said, you and I are like brothers from another mother. We both carry a Glock 30. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then I said, wait, how do you know that? <laughs> and he said, I'm very observant. And that freak that's freaked for like 24 hours now, I've been freaked out. Well, what do you mean? I got to call him up and figure oh, out. Oh, like, he didn't What do you it. mean? Like, how do you, what do you how mean? How did you figure that out, yeah, right? Did, you, did, I, did I, was I printing? Like, how do you know? Anyway. Yeah, if it's, if it's his gun, he, if he even saw a glimpse of it, he would know. Yeah, right. I mean, I was, I was standing talking to a guy. Down, I was down in Florida. I was talking to a guy, and he was wearing, like, cargo pants. And in the side pocket of his cargo pants, he had a Walther P-22. Mm. And you could see maybe a half inch of the end of the grip. And, and so I said, so, how do you like your Walther P-22? <laughs> and he dropped his hand to his thing, and he looked at me, and his eyes flew open. And he was like, how do you know what it is? <laughs> well, it's pretty distinctive if you know what you're looking for. And right. I'm sure it's the same situation. You yeah, know? you're probably right. That is So, so how did Vice, because you guys have been featured on Vice and HBO. How did they find you? Well, Vice came and did a, they followed us around and did a fashion show. So from the beginning to the end, we've got an hour-long Vice documentary on concealed carry. And so talk about, that was probably, when, when people say you have to be brave, that was probably the bravest thing I've ever done was because you don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know what they're going to do. And you let the Vice film crew follow you as you do all of it. So they, they followed as we planned the event, as we went to the range. You know, they wanted certain things. So they came to my house, and so they're filming in my kitchen. And the producer says, well, you know, can I, um, we, want, we want to film in your gun safe. I was like, uh, no. no. <laughs> um, if, you, if you want to, one of you, not the cameraman, but one of you wants to come back and point at one or two things in the safe, I will bring it out and put it on the table. That's as far as I'm going with that. But, um, you know, so, so and Vice is, Vice is fair, well, extremely liberal, and so you don't know what, but if you don't, if you don't stretch and you don't allow the anti-guns or frankly the gun neutrals that are that are their audience if you don't let them see it and normalize it we're never going to get those people right. we're never going to capture those people so so it was like okay i'm going to take it i'm going to take a shot at this and i'm i'm gonna i'm, I'm going all in i hate to cut you off we're gonna we're gonna uh, take a quick break and then we're gonna have you right back on uh so thank you everybody for listening right here on kcbq 11:70 a.m that's right we will be right back with amanda right after this right on fm 96.1 am 11:70. the answer All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right. We're coming back with our guest, Amanda Sothkul. How are you doing, Amanda? I'm doing well. So 
This is this is pretty cool. Listening to all your commercials from the California side, it's so so they're so unique to different parts of the war, of the country. You know, oh. it is cool, and we're, it's it's a cool show, and you know, it goes out all over San Diego. But then we also broadcast it, especially over over uh, YouTube mm-hmm. to Riverside, San well, all over the world. But we, we, the world. we also have uh, organizations in uh, Orange County. There's Orange County gun owners, Riverside County gun owners. San Bernardino County gun owners, and then, of course, San Diego County gun owners. I'm, in fact, listening right now. Shout-outs to Dr. Exotic and Ike Puente, who are watching us on YouTube right now. So we're here with Amanda Suffercool. Did I say that right, Suffercool? Suffercool, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. excellent. Suffercool, is that Italian? No, it is a <laughs> Pennsylvania Dutch version of a German name. Ah, okay. <laughs> so well, it came it came to America and then got changed. It's kind of one of those. Happens all the time. I like yeah. it. You should, uh, that should be like the motto of the show, the, like the, the tagline for the show should be something like, uh, I am the target radio show. It's not just cool, it's Suffolk cool. <laughs> How great would that be, right? That would be um, that's a unique one, yes. Yeah, right. So how, how many? <laughs> so, nice so you're on every week. Yeah, two hours, um, okay. five to seven p.m. Eastern time. All right. So here at Gunners Radio, it is Gun Safety Month, and uh, so I wanted to ask, what is your biggest gun safety tip? Um, <laughs> a, a good, good, good holster, so that you can take the holster with the gun in it turn it over, shake it, and the gun stays in it. Because so many guns, when you're concealed carrying, end up in the toilet. (laughs) Are we talking from experience here? Um, We owned a gun shop for a while, and people would bring us guns that needed cleaned, and they said they were wet. (laughs) And that's all they'd say. Right. And you're like, okay, was it before you took a seat or after? (laughs) And it hasn't been raining for three weeks, right? Right. Yeah, it's a clue. That's, <laughs> that's a, a clue. dead clue. Oh, my jeez. That's kind of creepy. I charge an extra $5 for that. I'm sorry. That one, it just drops into the uh, ultrasonic <laughs> cleaner first off. And then we'll right. to disassemble. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to pivot away from gun safety. Um, so you're, yeah, <laughs> hurry, hurry. You're also the executive director for Realize Firearms Awareness Coalition. Tell us what, uh, what do you guys do? So we, it's a, it's a 501c3 not-for-profit that does firearms education, beginning shooters primarily. We do, we do things to introduce people to, uh, to guns, to let them know how, um, how they work and, and those types of things. Because people, so many people want to get started, but they're kind of fearful. They don't know what they don't know. And they know that there's so much they don't know. Hmm. And so we do, um, we do these programs where you come to the range. If you've got a gun, you bring it. And we start at the absolute basics. Here's a bullet. Here's how they work. Here's how rimfire works. Here's how centerfire works. And, um, and then we start shooting and working our way up. And I try to include the everybody's gun if they bring a gun i try to include it in the conversation as the well the action of this is similar to your gun or the act this this is similar to your gun and here's the feature of her gun so that so the people start to kind of see it all work together 
Well, it sounds one of the biggest challenges out here in San Diego is the laws are so strict in California and San Diego that mm-hmm. it's kind of it's an elim, it's eliminated an entire generation of, of gun culture, for lack right. of a better term. In Ohio, what's your biggest challenge there? What how do you you know what do you, what do you see your biggest challenges? Well, there was just you know you guys had restricted it. Us, it was apathy. People people were so busy raising their kids and you know working their jobs that it just hunting has has almost has really restricted. It's really just it's it's just kind of died away. And now it's starting to pick back up where people are like, well, if we want to if we want to eat meat, but we want to eat organically, then hunting is a great way to do that. And so there's. So th- those types of things. So you're trying, you're trying to get people who, when, when I grew up, as, as I said in the beginning, you know, I learned from my dad and my mom, my, my grandfather, and there's so many, there's just generations of people that don't have anybody to teach them, and they want to know. They're, they don't know who to ask. And gun ownership is such a big secret that you may have, your neighbor may have a lot of guns and a lot of interest in it, but they just don't talk about it. And so trying to trying to connect the dots and connect people so that they can get the information. That's kind of what Realize does. It's interesting hearing that from California. I, I, that, that seems to be – I would think that that was exclusively from states like California and New Jersey mm-hmm. and, you know, these horrible gun law states. But it's interesting to hear that that, that goes on even in fairly uh, gun-friendly states. So talk to us about activism. I know you're a part of the D.C. Project. Um, how yes. how rich an environment is Ohio when it when it comes to uh, Second Amendment activism? Well, um, so Ohio is is got some opportunities. That's that's for sure. But have you talked? You guys talked to anybody from the DC Project yet? Or am yeah, I the first? no, we've a g- number of people. Uh, Gina Roberts is on oh, our. Oh, yeah. I love her. She's on our board. She's one of our founding board members. I also work for okay. San Diego County Gun Owners, which is a political oh, okay. organization, and we. You know, just Second Amendment issues, um, and mm-hmm. Gina was one of the founding board members. So, yeah, we're very familiar. How did how did you get involved? Well, I got involved because, um, well, Diana Muller, the founder, had asked. She'd called me. We were both in the running for this TV show, and so the producers had been had been talking to both of us individually, but had connected us to because they wanted a show where they could just follow people around that was gun related, but they. They finally, in the end, said that both Diana and I were too boring because they wanted the show to end with a crescendo of some sort. Hmm. And we're like, we're gun people. We don't like crescendos. That means <laughs> you build up suspense to something happening, and whatever that is, we probably don't want it to happen. Um, so, so Di asked me if I would get involved with the DC Project. She says, I've got this idea. Would you like to be involved? And I was like, you know, I've got so many different things going on. I've got Realize, I've got the radio, I've got a day job. I'm going to have to say no. And then my radio partner is like, are you out of your mind? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you call her back and you tell her you'll do it. And you figure out something else that you will drop because this is an opportunity. And he was so right. This is the same guy who said that I ought to get into the, the business of firearms training, right? So, so, so far he's uh, Amanda Zero, he robbed two, is <laughs> where we are on, on those types of things. So I was, I was one of the very first people, there was a dozen of us that went to D.C. the very first year to kind of scope everything out and figure it out. And so I've been involved with it from, from the beginning. And, man, the, the caliber of women 
that is involved in it from one state to another it's they just get more and more and more amazing and um it it is it has been a life changing adventure for me in in no bar none to the point where the DC project was asked to go to Washington DC to testify with uh, representative Nadler at the house judiciary hearings hmm. for the assault weapons ban so and were you so the, wow were you there for that i was there wow so, how what was that like that was that was amazing and if you've got an opportunity you need to google it and pull that up and watch it because c-span filmed it diana muller is sitting in the in in she's the one to, during the testimony and she's wearing a pink dress and she says to Representative Nadler, I will not comply mm-hmm. to your unconstitutional yep. gun that. laws. And when she said that, um, everybody picked up and did the snip of I will not comply. And then it made Fox News. It just it, it was everywhere for a while. And I was lucky enough that I was in the gallery and sitting right next to Dick Heller. Mm. So... So you're from, actually, from Heller versus D.C., the, the, uh, the versus en- enormous uh, uh, court case, Supreme Court case. Yes. So, so there's Dick Heller and me sitting in the gallery, and then one of the, one of the um, representatives refers to Heller versus D.C. and then gives a nod to Dick Heller. I mean, it was, <laughs> it's just, you talk about living history. It was, it was amazing. That's cool. That's very yeah. cool. So, you know, the, last time we had somebody on from the DC Project, um, they said, you know, it, it really is these days very, very partisan. Republicans will listen to you. Democrats won't. Is that your experience? Well, you know, the Second Amendment should not be a partisan issue. It really shouldn't be. Um, when you look at the statistics of how many Americans own guns, just across the board, 45% of all Americans own guns. And then when you know that 24% of all Americans are under the age of 18, and then you redo the math to say how many adults own guns, you're in the more than 60%. And then that's the ones who have told you they own guns, not the ones who are not telling you they own guns, right? So, so you start to look at, at all of that. Then you look at the Democratic platform that says guns are bad and we're going to limit them. And it's like, You're talking about, you look at the statistics, there's a lot of your people, a lot of the Democrats who own guns. They're not an anomaly, yet the Democratic platform has decided that this is a hill they want to die on. Right, right. Well, can't thank you enough, Amanda Suffolk. By the way, you know who's listening to our whole interview on YouTube was Johnny B. Do you watch that guy on YouTube? No, I do not. Oh, you got to check out Johnny B. He's the best. He's hilarious. He's listening to the whole conversation. Thank you so much for all that you do, Amanda. Please check out her show. She's on, uh, give your website one more time. IontheTargetRadio.com. And that's the easiest way to listen to you? You're on podcast and all that? Yep, all All that. Again, she's not just cool, she's Suffolk cool. I like that. (laughs) I like it too. I hope you use that. All right, folks. Well, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. 
FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, folks, clean, lube, and protect your guns faster and easier with Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is an all-in-one solution that cleans, lubricates, and protects your guns. It's also natural, non-toxic, and environmentally friendly. Seal One was founded by a Navy SEAL here in San Diego, and all their products are made in the USA. Seal One is also a strong supporter of San Diego County gun owners, so we are very proud to have them on board. Clean your guns faster and better with Seal One. Use the code GOR25 for 25% off your first order on their website at seal1.net. And Isaac Puente, if you are listening still, you have a free pass for the 21 Lessons Learned webinar coming up with uh, in, in March with uh, John Correa. So congratulations, Isaac. We'll, uh, Rich is going to get a hold of you and make sure that you get that. Sweet. So speaking of sweet, it's Valentine's Day. And sweet. I, I love the three of you so much. I brought you a little Valentine here. Yeah, right. Better be good. Better know, be good. They're so skeptical. Everybody listening, they're so skeptical no, of this. No, I'm excited. Like, like there's like going to be a snake or something. No, it's really, I want you guys to share. I brought it for all three. I'm going to let Dave open. Oh, great. Open. This is going to open up. This snake is going <laughs> to jump. No. Right. Hit me, right? Look at that. Oh, look at that. Isn't that nice? What? It's Go- meat. It's, it's meat. dried carcasses packaged <laughs> no, up in little, single oh. servings. Little little heart-shaped box full of beef, beef. jerky. Beef oh. jerky. That's the best. <laughs> oh, do I get to pick which one I want? Right. Yeah, pass it around. Everybody I am, I am not have some on, Valentine's Day I am meat. not catching on fire with habanero. What do you think, Melissa? What do you, now, Melissa's got some theories about Valentine's Day. I'll catch on fire. She's so day. excited. Fire it up, Melissa. Tell us what. I do not like Valentine's Day at oh. all. Have you I ever don't. liked it? I, yes, but I, I, I have. I, my, as I'm as an adult, I have changed my mind um, because right. here's my theory that um, thank you, Mike, for this. Happy oh. Valentine's Day. I'm take this one. Thank you. For me and Laura. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So my back. theory. Make sure on... Rich and everybody gets some Brendan. And... Here you go, Rich. Yeah. Board up, Brendan. Come on in here and have oh, some. I'll, meat. I'll take I'm it coming in. in. So <laughs> my theory on Valentine's yeah. Day is that I don't like it because it's a man-made Hallmark holiday, and I don't like holidays that obligate you to buy things for your significant other and then say I love you on the same day everybody else's. So it's like if you love somebody. Say it on the random day. Don't do it when everybody else is doing it. I think that's a good tip. And well, flowers are expensive. Yeah. Yeah, and then restaurants are packed. I don't buy you know? flowers because they're dead when you hand them to somebody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll buy you a plant that's in dirt and it's alive. And it'd be interesting homework for you. Go back and find the origin of the Valentine Day and see, because back then when chivalry was big and, you know, we kind of looked up to women and we honored them and... You know, it may have a different storyline than, of course, you're right. When Hallmark jumps on board, you know, you're right. They, they they were looking to make money, you know, them and I don't know how many other places. But, yeah, it, it's I think it's a it's, – <laughs> I just got an I love you for my wife. No, well, well, we have – it's funny. You should bring this up, and I don't think she'll have a problem with me saying it. But every day at 2 o'clock, we send a text to each other saying that we love each other. Oh. Every That's day at nice. two o'clock. Why at two o'clock? I'm gonna start balling. I don't know why I start. I kind of started it, and every day at two o'clock, and it's almost like a 
you know, I've been doing it for 21 years. Wow. If you can believe that. That's set cool. your watch by it, huh? No, I don't even set my watch. It's just a, guess I'm what, driving along. Guess I'm, what I'm doing tomorrow at 2 o'clock? Yeah. You're going to send Dave a remember. text saying you love him. You're going to send Dave a little text. Remember. <laughs> just an FYI. All right. So that's Valentine's I wanted to say happy Valentine's Day, but we have to move on to something slightly more. Otherwise, we'll do the whole hour. So from Reason Magazine, they wrote an article about Phoenix Ammunition, Phoenix, F-E-N-I-X, in Michigan. Uh, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Ammunition will no longer sell to Biden voters. Quote, Joe Biden ran on a campaign built on the most radical gun control platform a major party candidate has ever had, including banning the online sale of ammunition, says Phoenix. It's uh, essentially a plan to bankrupt our company. We don't want your money, and you shouldn't want us to have it because we're going to use it to make more ammo, sell it to the citizenry, and do everything in our power to prevent Joe Biden's administration from usurping the rights of Americans. So, my question... How are they going to do that? Well, they sell online. They actually, well, It's a good question. So, they sell online. There's actually a box that says whether or not you voted for it. So did you vote for Joe Biden? If you, if you have to click the box. So, it's a little bit of an honor system. Uh, but they're making it. The other thing they're doing is they're making shows like us talk about it. You know, they're putting it out there, and it's interesting. Excellent. So, so what do you, what do you guys, let's start with Joe. What do you think, man? Good, good policy, bad policy. What are your thoughts? I think it's great because if you read in the article too, they're they're using it as an a as a an excuse, I guess, to educate people. Because uh, like uh, Amanda was saying in the last uh, segment a little while ago, that um, you know there's lots of Democrats that own guns, yet they support these people that want to disarm you, and a lot of them just I I, I really have to think a lot of them just don't know. They just don't know the extent of um, you know the anti-gun law or not the anti-gun laws but the the anti-gun position in their um in their the Democrat platform and in joe biden's uh you know personal website when he was running and um so i think that's great it's a good way to to get right in their face and say hey you know this is what's going on here and uh, i think that's fine well a good example was remember when uh all of a sudden everybody was buying guns and they would go to the gun store and the left were buying guns and they would pay their money and do all the paperwork, and they say, "Give me my gun." And and the store owner says, "Well, geez, I really can't because you have to wait ten days." What do you mean I got to wait ten days? Well, you're the one that put that law in, and mm-hmm. I think that's the realization. They don't really know what the left is doing; they're just following the left. What do you think, Melissa? I actually thought it was just funny. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, and yes, it does bring attention to yeah. those people that are Democrats and. Who are you voting for? These are the people that are, you know, taking yeah. away your gun rights. You got to freaking listen up. Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I, I, I agree with with all of the above. I think, uh, you know, I is it a bad idea? I, you know, I don't really know. You know, you, you hate to see things, especially in our world, where you know, in California, we're, we feel so outnumbered. You know, we're surrounded, we're outnumbered. You, you hate to do things that that divide. We're never. We're not. We need to give up the thought of unity. It's no, not. It's not going to happen. Not, not, not necessarily not. unity. I agree, but just you know, I, I think that there are you know extremes on both ends, and then there's a bunch of people. There's a whole spectrum in the middle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the more of those folks, we can kind of go, hey, if you're thinking about making a step our way, welcome. You know, I, I think they but, should be educated, and but, if they want to come on our side, let them come. But I honestly, I agree. I think I agree with Melissa the most. It's it was funny. Like I think it, it got. We're talking about it. Oh yeah. You know, and we're half a world away, and I think that that's super important. Well, and that's I, the point too, because I mean, um, a lot of 
what we have today is because gun owners don't speak up. You know, people that allegedly stand up for this kind of stuff don't say anything. No, no, so this no. guy's saying something, and it's a good, like I said, vehicle or excuse to talk about it. I think that they're using humor to bring attention to it. Well, it's and just, it's better than bringing anger and mobs. I mean, I would rather have it come across in a humorous, you know, because just like Joe says, it starts up that water cooler conversation. Whether you're left, right, or in the center, you know, when this comes up, hey, did you hear that? Did you hear, yeah. How are they going to know if you're a Biden vote? You know, just like we just said a few minutes ago. Right. I think it was. I think it's an excellent ploy, um, and hopefully he'll sell some ammo. And at the end of the day, too, I think one strength is they're not really stopping anybody. I mean, you could easily lie and click the other box. So it really is a a an, a good um, promo thing. But yeah, you know, there's a case to be made that hey, Biden voters, it's probably most important to sell guns and ammo to them. Um, but you know, I think this really isn't an actual hurdle. This isn't really stopping anything. It's just. No. It's just like like Melissa said. It's it's making it funny, and people are talking about it, and, and, and making it like aware. Joe said. It's bringing attention to it. Right. You know, a few years ago, uh, it was more than a few years ago. Uh, there was a gun store, a gun range that refused to, to allow Muslims to shoot mm-hmm. in in their range. And you know, the first thing when I heard about this, without reading all the details, the first thing that popped into my mind was, ah, here we go, here we go, because that. Was horrible. That's that was totally, bad and horrible. Totally wrong. And and I don't agree with it. And it's it's not. I think uh, you got to really do some soul searching if if you uh, if you truly believe that you should uh, you know uh, reject some kind of service that you're providing to someone based on you know what their religious beliefs are. And uh, but that's not this. This is you know they're again truly not stopping anybody from doing anything. It's pretty easy to, to get around. And I, I think it, it brings attention to an important message. After the show, I'm actually going to be on KUSI talking about how extreme uh, President Biden's policies are going to be on guns. I mean, it's it's not it's not a uh, this isn't a uh, uh, it's not up for debate. He's by far the most restrictive president ever. But here's a question: Mueller hasn't done can, it yet. But <laughs> can you go through the rest of their website without clicking on that button? They should make it. You know, like when they say you have to fill in your phone number mm. to move through the website. You know, make it a required box to fill. So as soon as you go on the web page, it, it you get a pop up that says, "Did you vote for Biden?" And if it if, and you, if, you, if don't you say mark it, you can't get. If farther. you say yes, it sends you to you know Disney or yeah. something like that, or <laughs> or, or what some yeah, some YouTube show or something like that. Well, the other part is you know, and they they spelled it out here. Uh, it's essentially a plan to bankrupt our company. Now they made it clear in the article and in their statement that they're very pro Second Amendment, but man, that it is kind of personal. When sure. they say, "Hey, we're going to pass a federal law that's really going to hurt your yeah. your your business," it's hard to it's hard to criticize somebody for that. You think? You know, taking think, well, look at all the pipeline folks. Yeah, I mean there are there are, there are so many cases of this, but this is the way politics has been forever, until the right person gets into office and says this is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's and it's it's always. It's always going to be a um, you know it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. This Isn't is this is true. never going away. No, we could elect an entire Congress, Senate, and White House full of excellent, excellent pro gun people, and there's always we, a we still have to. We there, it's always going to be here. You know the how's the what's the phrase the the price of uh, liberty is uh, ever vigilance or something like that. Isn't that how it goes? Come on, Joe. 
Yeah, I don't know that one. I just made that one up. Then I guess. <laughs> the, the thing, the thing, the, the, the point. You know the thing. The thing. <laughs> oh, Come on, thing. man. Come on, man. But the point is, yeah. If you want to live in a free society, if you want to live in a country of the self-governed, that's fine. But the price you have to pay is ever vigilance. You have to stick up for yourself. You have to continue on with this stuff. It's not just going to all be right, and uh, right. we can all take a nap, and that's that. That's it. You're actually, uh, it's eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. So you were close. You were close. Thank you very much. That's He totally looked at uh, well, Google. I had to. I had to. No, he didn't. He knew that right off he's the top. He's got it he's got, I think he's got it tattooed on the back of his No, he's related to Sam the Gunman. <laughs> All right, Thanks, folks. Brendan. Hey, join SDCGO and you can get a huge discount and just subscribe today. You're listening to FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. And if you have taken training, then you know you should have coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. And guess what? Gun Owner Radio listeners, you can get a free T-shirt when you join. Use promo code GUNOWNERSRADIO at uslawshield.com. And if you're watching us on YouTube, do us a favor. Hit the like button, subscribe button, and tell all your friends. And speaking of YouTube, shout out to Anthony Patagringo and Ghost Hammer. Thanks for listening to us and watching yeah. us on YouTube, guys. Boy, am I glad you're doing that. <laughs> hey, Joe Dramisi, what's the topic of the week? So we're going to talk about fleeing California, and is that a good uh, approach or a good idea? No. So, um, stay yeah, in, there's... Stay well, and fight, stay and fight. Well, and that's what we're going to get to, I think, uh, eventually here. But, um, you know, lots of people are looking at that, and uh, lots of people are doing it. I think um, I, was, I was reading that uh, 130,000 more people left than came into the state mm -hmm, last year. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, I don't know, that's probably going to change with the southern border uh, being dissolved, I guess. But um, but for right now, you know, people are bailing um, because of the issues here. And uh, it's interesting because uh, there was a, an article, of all places, the New York Times, writing about uh, or talking about how bad things are in California. And maybe this is not a good model for the rest of the country. Oh, really? With, yeah, it's interesting uh, being in the Times by a, a pretty left-wing guy. 
And um, I happened to see it on Powerline. Uh, Stephen Hayward on Powerline was writing about it, and I linked to it in the article. Um, but it's very interesting because, um, you know, the article, the New York Times article talks about, um, you know, the housing and the homeless. Uh, we lead the country, I think, in poverty and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff out here. We're last in, in vaccines. We're last in a lot of stuff. Yeah. And education. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, people are, you know, at least on the left anyway, are, are talking about how, you know, this is a model for the country. And uh, this article saying, you know, maybe we need to look at this again. And um, so I thought, you know, just looking at that, because a lot of people are leaving, you know, we always see people leaving and, um, you know, people talking about leaving anyway, running away from it. So just looking at, uh, you know, is that a good idea to move to one of the free states? So I just took a look at just Texas, for instance, because Texas is usually considered one of the freest of the free states. And, um, you know, if you look at uh, some things out there, we talked about uh, H.R. 127 last week, the oh, uh, the terrible uh, bill that's uh, floating around Congress right now. Well, the person that wrote we, that— We shouldn't even call that a bill. We should call that a William from now on. <laughs> 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 that's how bad but, it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. And um, the, uh, the person that wrote that, Sheila Jackson Lee, is a representative from Texas. Um, so, you know, it's not, it's not all— uh, well, I, Texas has their issues, too. Um, remember Beto O'Rourke? Beto, <laughs> hell yes, I'm going to take your guns, O'Rourke. Yes, indeed. Beto is uh, talking about running for governor in Texas. No. So He again, should. <laughs> well, you know, they have the same issue that we have out here, though. You've got you've got liberals that congregate in the cities, and that's it's exactly what happens out here in California because we've got, what, 58 counties out here, most of which are red. But unfortunately, a big chunk of the people live in the handful of cities along the coast, and that it skews everything. Mm-hmm. And um, they have the same issue in Texas with Dallas and Austin and Houston. So, um, you know, they could put together enough votes, uh, you know, for him to win possibly. Uh, or if that fails, they could just stop counting ballots at night for a couple hours and then well, wake up know, in the morning and they have you Beto know for that's governor. what's going to happen. So that's a possibility. Um, the other guy, the uh, actor, Matthew McConaughey, uh, is also uh, throwing that idea around about running for governor. And uh, McConaughey, you know, tremendous actor, not a, not a big thinker, but uh, he was saying the uh, the gun owners may have to take one for the team and accept some more uh, restrictions and bans and things like that. So, you know, that kind of stuff is going on in, what in team? Texas. <laughs> yeah, what I'm team? not on that team. I mean, what teams he talking about? What te- yeah, I haven't seen that team. So, and that's what I'm saying. You know, it's not the uh, – it's not the – paradise that you might think and like michael was saying a little bit earlier um we were talking about with amanda with you know oregon and washington and, and even arizona you know they're all showing signs of um, californication i guess mm-hmm. because um you know they're not not bad like again washington and oregon once you get away from seattle and portland and those places it's it's not unreasonable but it's moving that way and um you know, even Arizona, I think they just elected a, uh, what, a pretty anti-gun senator. Isn't uh, Kelly is uh Yeah, astronaut Mark Kelly, who was, uh, 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 he's yeah. a head of the, uh, you know, he's, he's married to Gabby Giffords, and he's head of the their anti-gun group. Yeah, so, uh, you know, even Arizona's got its issues like that. So, um, you know, maybe not leaving's, uh, or maybe leaving's not exactly a good thing. And I quoted Michael in the article, actually, because something Michael's always said oh, is that. Geez. Um, <laughs> Buckle up. Well, you know, if you're if you're leaving, what are you running from, or what are you going to run to? Because yeah. um, this stuff follows you. I mean, we breed these bad ideas out here like a cancer; it spreads everywhere. And um, you know, if if you leave here, you're just going to end up fighting this stuff somewhere else. So, 
So why not stay here? I mean, California is one of the most beautiful places in the country that you could live. It's a beautiful state. And uh, we should be really blessed that we live here. Unfortunately, we have one of the worst governments in the country. But governments are temporary. You know, you can fix that eventually, should the Republicans ever wake up. Um, but, you know, uh, we could do something about that. So, like Michael says, maybe it's better to stay here and fight and and kill off these bad ideas before they actually spread to other places. So, um, so I'm thinking staying might be the uh, the better alternative here. You know, what are they, you know, some men uh, or all men, uh, all men die, but uh, not all truly live, man. You know, I don't know how. Now, look, if you're leaving because you have family or you really only intended to come out here for a few years, whatever. Or you know, job relocation. Yeah, but if you're sitting around going, I'm leaving because of taxes or gun laws yeah. or that sort of thing, you're just a coward, man. Yep. I mean, I don't know how you pack up, go to another state because you know, all the mean lefties out here overpowered you and you couldn't handle it. And, and I don't know how you wake up the, the rest of your life. I don't know how you wake up every morning, look in the mirror, and and uh, accept that the rest of your life. I mean, we're here now. This is our government. I don't – no one should tell you well, what to do. And, and there's an answer to this, and, and as always, the answer is political. I mean, if, if you happen to be a Republican, you know, the you need to get involved. You need to be uh, engaged. And we need to vote out these swamp Republicans, and we need to vote in people that really care about the country and really care about um, America and all the uh, the people that are here. And the same thing if you're a Democrat. I mean, not all, not all Democrats are crazy. You know, they unfortunately their party's been hijacked by by a lot of crazy people. But there's reasonable Democrats as well. And if if that's your your you know politics then find good Democrats, support them, vote these bad ones out, yep. vote the good ones in. Uh, but but it, it involves, it it requires people to get involved and take an interest. And I think that's been a problem with uh, with gun owners anyway. Now, I know you don't like previewing uh, articles anymore, but uh, <laughs> always, the next question is always, you know, if you tell people to stay, the next question is always, you know, well, what do we do? I'm here, what do I do? And I think your next article is going to address that. Yes, yes it is. Uh, so, yeah, next week, because I'm, um, one of the guys that I stand in line with for ammo every week, uh, we've developed a, uh, a friendship, and he's he's uh, That's cool. he started checking us out, and he's reading the articles. He's saying you got to write something with specific ideas, and um, so I said, all right. So uh, what I did was actually I sent an email to a number of people, some people that are heavily involved in the Republican Party. I sent something to Michael, saying, hey, give me three or four specific things that people could do. They want to get involved. What's three or four things they can do? Um, as not surprisingly, Michael's the only one that really uh, responded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only response, but uh, but I got enough from you to really create a good article. Well, that's, so and that's coming. We'll do yeah. that. Yeah. So go well, good. Awesome. Okay. All right, folks. Hey, thanks, Joe. That was awesome. Check out Joe's articles on the blog section of Orange County, San Diego County, Riverside County, San Bernardino County websites. And don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with more Gun Owners Radio right after this. On FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. PRMI Mortgage. slash Alpine. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped, and if you're looking to buy or refi, 
or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Call Chris Wiley at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com slash alpine. Oh, we have a winner to announce. <laughs> winner from last week. I got to turn the page after the segments right. are done. Uh, the winner from last week, Danny Davis. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, you win a free CL1 CLP kit. Rich is going to make sure that you get that, but congratulations, Danny. Absolutely. If you want to win um as well all you have to do is go to gunownersradio.com slash subscribe so go to gunownersradio.com slash subscribe join our email list right now and we'll pick a winner next week and they'll win something super cool as well all right so without further ado we've got a gear review by melissa lee and it's can can concealment sports heroes what Sport hero. It's a it's a can can. Are you going to dance? Are you going to dance? No, I am not going to dance. Can-can? No, you oh. don't want to see me do that. Oh. But first, I wanted to do a shout out to Paolo and the San Diego uh, Pinoy Gun Club. He made me this T-shirt. Oh, that's the San nice. San Diego uh, Gun Club, and check it out. Yeah, it's got your my my your call sign or Instagram. my tag name. Yeah, my yeah. name's on there. Oh, cool. Mel SD on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much, Paolo. Um, and Dave and Phil from Ronan Martial Arts, they're tuning in on YouTube. Thank you, guys. Um, so Can Can Concealment, it's a, I would say, compression. She doesn't want to call it a, a belly band, but it's a compression um, holster. That um, It's a woman-owned company, and she makes everything in-house, and it's USA-made. So proud of her. Um, her name's Darlene. Darlene, are you there? I am. Hi, Melissa. Hi. <laughs> so tell hey, us. You know, I, I, Go ahead. No, I just think um, I would love to see you dance in your can can holster, and I'd love to see you do the can can. Uh, that's I, not going to happen, Darlene. Hey, <laughs> how did you come up with the name Can Can if she's not going to dance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> So, Darlene, you want um, me to answer that? Well, of course. <laughs> I'm curious. How did it come up with Can Can? Nobody even asked me to dance. Jeez. I know. Well, the Can Can is uh, reminiscent of the old Wild Wild West Can Can dancers from the saloon days. Uh, and they wore these corsets. And the corsets laced uh, up the front or down the back. And so that was the inspiration for the design of the culture in the first place because of my costuming background. Gotcha. She has a very interesting background. Yeah. So I personally bought the, just all my friends told me, you got to try this holster. You got to try this holster. I'm like, okay, I bought it. I got the Sport Hero um, compression band, and I absolutely love it. And I've been, <laughs> I've been wearing it around my house, and I'm gunned up completely, and I get made fun of at home if they, they, they go, really? You're wearing it in the house. I'm like, I, I, you know, I, I want to be comfortable and I want to see if it really works. You're doing and a product review. Hello. I am. I am. I take it out. I'm in the house and I can barely tell it's on. Like I, I forget it's on. I forget that I'm gunned up in my own house. It's so comfortable. Hmm. So, is it, Darlene, is it waterproof? 
It's not waterproof. So don't take a shower. No, don't take a shower with it. No. So this stuff, this thing can hold so much stuff. So it's great for men and for women. But man, as a woman, I can load up my entire purse and put it in this band and nobody knows that. Um, anything is there. She wow. has been pulling gum out right. of her backside. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. pulled out a felt pin out of her backside. Uh-huh. And I don't even want to tell you the other thing she pulled out of her backside. Hey, hey. <laughs> okay, so tell us about this band and how you came about it. How did you get into guns? And how did you come about okay. this band? And while you do that, I'm going to start pulling out stuff and showing folks at home exactly what I have oh. in this band. All right? Okay. Well, you have on the sports Hero, I understand. I'm not looking at the screen, but I'll go ahead and tell you that that's our newest version of the sport belt. And the sport belt is has a straight cut on the side with a hook and loop fastener. There's four inches of hook and loop, and we line it with a nice velour material so that it's soft on your skin, so it will never feel like cardboard. And we added a zipper compartment so that you can keep your credentials, your credit cards. There are other compartments along the front, and a built-in key fob. So now you can carry your keys with a Velcro top pocket as well. And there are two holsters, one in the front, a right uh, appendix carry, and then one in the back, which would be a right kidney carry. And so you have 360-degree carry. We, we always call this like an urban utility belt because you can have your lip gloss and um, all of your keys and things that you would normally carry in your purse, and you can go hands-free hiking, biking, jogging, horseback riding, outdoor activity. It's just great for the person on the go, whether you're male or female. And a lot of our couples love wearing these, and they'll each have one. And they'll have, you know, matching holsters. And I just think it's great that couples can now uh, conceal together and conceal carry together and uh, look out for each other's safety as well as their own. Okay, so you should see all the you should see all the stuff, dude. I mean, she looks like a pack rat. My God, I felt I feel like a pack mule because I can actually put like my entire purse. But I was gonna say that's your gun. purse. <laughs> that's amazing. You know that these are machine washable too, and they dry flat. And those uh, Velcro on the side are good for twenty six thousand on and off. It's an industrial grade hook and loop fastener. That's the best. And on the inside. If you would show that silicone strip, it sticks to your skin, but it's 100% medical-grade silicone, so it's hyperallergenic and non-irritating. And that helps keep the holster in place all day. So this goes on your bare skin. Then you pull your panties or underwear up over it, and then you get dressed. The only thing up on, uh, that stands outside of your apparel would be the dust grip, so that if you need it quickly, it's right there within your reach. So what I like about this, too, is that you have the tabs to pull it out when you put your gun back in. has a mag pouch oh. and that magnetic um, retention, that mag- magnetic slide retention for your gun. So what's with the shoelaces? Oh. The shoelaces? Oh. It's just like <laughs> decoration. Like. Is it decoration or is it functional? It's, well, those are, uh, well, if you put a pen through it, I guess it could hold your pen on there or uh, something like that, okay. but it's really part of our branding. Okay. So, I, so thanks for asking. Well, I mean, it's it's really cool looking, and I would get one because my stomach sticks out, and I think this would keep it in. So does mine, Dave, it, and it works for It me. gives you boost control. Yeah, I know. Definitely. A lot of ladies like it for that, and it also gives you a little bit of back support. 
And um, Mike has brought up the magnets, Lula. So those are uh, neodymium rare earth magnets, and they have a ton of pull. So you have a metal alloy gun helps to uh, retain the holster inside. So, Melissa, where's the holster part of this here? You've um, got your gun, all right? Yeah, she wouldn't even show it. parts right here. This is where there's so, two, how, actually. To grab the barrel of the gun. Yeah. So how does that sit in there? Cause, uh... Like that. Like that. Oh, okay. So you'll see the bottom of the gun on the bottom of the holster peeking out of that hole on the bottom. And then when you holster in the back, you pull the holster tab, and the grip always faces the spine. That way, the trigger finger is never inside the holster pocket, so there'll never be an accidental, you know, Fire. Okay. Yeah, interesting. How, how many different sizes? I mean, because you know you got the small, medium, and large folks out there. Right, and extra large, and two X and three X. We go all the way up to fifty inches, and you need something larger than that. We do special orders. So any color, any different configuration that you want, we are all American made, and our production staff and our artisans are on hand. I like the zipper pouch. Yeah. I like everything about. It. I think it's just really. That is really cool. What kind of what kind of money are we looking at? How much how much are you charging for this one? Sixty five. Yep. Oh wow, that's that's, that's, it's reasonable. That's that's right in line with holsters. So, but this does a lot more than holsters. Yeah, but that's I mean, you could carry your eyeliner, Joe. I could carry your lipstick. (laughs) I mean, come on, that was cool. You were pulling stuff out for days. I I know. Well, she was forgetting what she had in it. Well, I was like, okay, let me check and see. Am I missing anything? Because there's a lot of stuff in here. Um, I wanted you to tell everybody how you got into making this holster. Oh, (laughs) thank you. For asking, uh, in 2012, my husband at that time said, you know what, this is a crazy world, and you need to learn how to use a gun. So we're going to first site. So he signed uh, our son and myself and he. We went on a four-day defensive uh, handgun training course. And I was reluctant. I was like, no, I don't need a gun. I don't want a gun. I don't even want a gun in the house. In fact, if I even knew he was into guns, she didn't tell me when you got married. I don't know if I would have been married yet, but here's some magic that happened. After I learned about guns and I felt confident with malfunctions and clearing them and uh, quick reloads and being able to clear the house and being able to really um, handle it and I could understand how they worked and operated and saw them as a tool, for my self-defense and safety, I didn't ever want to be without my gun when I emerged from that four-day course. So I set out to get uh, a holster, and they were all tied up and giving me bruises on my hip. So I said, there's got to be a better way. So I decided to try to experiment and make something feminine and cute and sexy because the person watching me dress and undress, I wanted them to be able to think it was nice. And But I wanted it safe above all, of course. And practical so it's washable and it's durable and it's it's just a, a product that has morphed over the last eight years into what it is today so we kept um you know reinventing and adding like the holster caps were added after so you could pull the holster pocket open without sticking your fingers it's evolving is what and it is it's, yes it keeps growing thank you that's exactly what i was looking for and uh, the magnet in the pocket, that was added after. There's, uh, we kept adding, and the six rows of hook and eye on the hip hugger, which is a different version and that has the taper top and the one that you have on. It's, you'll see that on the website. So the six rows used to be just three rows. We just keep adding and making it better, the product. And so this one that you have on 
is our latest edition of the Sports House. As I said earlier, because this one has the benefit of the added key fob and the zipper pocket. Wow. So tell us um, where we can get this. Well, you can go to our website, cancancealment.com. And do you have a discount code for us, for our listeners? Oh, you actually. Do you want me to say it? It's G-O-R-15. G-O-R-15, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Darlene. I appreciate you coming on telling us about this product. I love it. Awesome, awesome product. Uh, Thank you so much for your um, enthusiasm and your encouragement and support. I really appreciate you all. Thanks for having us on tonight. Keep up the good work. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, Black Hound Optics is now a 10 ring partner. Accurate, affordable, guaranteed. Sporting optics that go the distance. Backed by customer service that goes the extra mile. You might remember when Joe reviewed some of their scopes. Great guys, great products, and a great company that is making optics affordable. On top of quality optics, they pay close attention to the customer's experience. Did you know their scopes come with mounts so you don't have to worry about finding one that fits? We are so excited to welcome them as an official partner of the show. And for them, ask for them at your local gun store or find them online at Blackhound Optics. Dot com. All right, we got a call in, and who would that be, Michael? It's a very special guest from Orange County on the Newport City Council, uh, Kevin Muldoon. How are you doing, Kevin? Yeah, great, guys. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for coming on. Now, you have a thumbs-up rating for Orange County gun owners up in Orange County. Congratulations. Um, you're you. you're on the Newport City Council, um, and but that's but the reason I'm on the show, you, you're, you're running for higher office, right? That's right. I am running for Orange County Board of Supervisors in the special election on March 9th. So tell us a little bit about that. You guys are having a special election because? Uh, Michelle Steele beat uh, Harley Arruda. So she is leaving. She left her Board of Supervisors seat for the 2nd District to be sworn into Congress. And the soups called a special election for March 9th. So a couple of candidates are running to fill that seat. So what, uh, what 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 made you run? I mean, you're doing a great job, Newport City Council. You guys are doing a great job from everything I've seen. Um, what what's making you run? Why do you why are you running for uh, for higher office? What's the what's the catalyst? What's the big issue, the burning issue that's making you jump in? Well, I think it's the same reason. You know, we all support the Second Amendment, freedom. Freedom is my burning issue. We, we always have partisan issues and issues we care about. But right now, we we watched our freedoms be eroded. Uh, they took away our right to go to churches, to earn a living, to go to school. And uh, it wasn't backed by the science. We know now that the lockdowns are ineffective. They do not work. Uh, there are measures and protocols we've taken that are much more effective and slow in the spread. And um, that was all ignored, perhaps because they didn't know better. But now there's no, there's no excuse. Obviously, the governor is lifting these orders now because the recall is successful. And, and I'm a co-chair on that recall, um, by the way. Uh, but... It, we are fighting freedom and county board of supervisors is, is one location where it's being fought. If you're unfortunate to live in San Diego County or LA County, you've seen uh, 
freedoms be taken away, and you've seen overreaching much worse than most places. In Orange County, it's been mostly an education and um, cooperative approach at the county level. The county is in charge of basically the, the, the local health and you know, enforcement of ordinances. So I don't want to see our freedoms taken away. I, I see the governor when he shut down the Orange County beaches. I've been successfully in federal court. It was the first loss he suffered in the courts. And and I'm I'm here to fight for freedom. But, Kevin, do you think he would really raise these restrictions if there was not a recall going on? I think he would be taking his sweet stop, his sweet time, yeah. raising any restrictions if, if 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 there was no recall. He showed almost a, a very relaxed approach. I, from what I understand, he has a whole new staff in there that's much more politically savvy. That's that's, that's trying to protect him from from the uh, from the angst of the voters who have lost their businesses and their livelihoods. But if that recall did not qualify, we're not moving forward. He did not reshuffle the decks. Um, I'm sorry, can I reshuffle the chair on the deck, the chairs on the deck? Excuse me. I don't think he would be doing what he's doing now, being much more reasonable and, and slowly reopening. The, the uh, chair's so on the deck of the fire. Titanic, right? Is that the... Yes, there 100%. You go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are... Uh, that's fantastic. You said you were a chair on the on the recall for, for the governor. What does that mean? What is it, what is, what is, what's your role there? So basically, I've helped organize volunteers. I've spent hours there myself. We've got a great headquarters. Um help fundraise for it. Uh, it's going incredibly well. We have a great woman named Ann Dunsmore doing a fantastic job. I know Ann. She is wonderful. I didn't know she was involved. She's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. She she is leading it. And I remember at first she, she was a one-person army. And the donors, they weren't quite sure. And Gavin had these high ratings. Well, all of a sudden, there was a shift. And uh, and the money started coming in, and the, the, the voters were sending them in by the thousands per day. And here we are. Looks like it's going to successfully qualify. Okay, so let's talk strategy. First off, you're 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 absolutely a candidate. You have a staff. You're raising money. How much money do you think you're going to need to raise to win this race? Well, I've got about I think two seventy five is raised. I'll have over three hundred. I'll be the leading candidate for money raised. And and you have you guys it, the, the just looking at the lay of the land. This is this is this is one of the hard questions. You guys have three or possibly four. Uh, Republican candidates, and there's one Democrat candidate, and the Democrat candidate is about as bad as a Democrat candidate can get. Um, are you afraid, or has there been talk of, or what's the plan about splitting the vote? Because this is winner takes all. There's not a runoff. It's not a top two. The fear is that the Democrat is going to get into office because there are three or four Republicans that are uh, splitting the vote and strategically handing it over to the Democrat. Is that what's your response to that? Well, yeah, there there are two Democrats running. Um, one is actually um, much more reasonable in her positions, and she's a she's a Navy vet. Her name's Janet Rappaport. And then there's Mayor Costa Mesa Katrina Foley, who's very liberal. Yeah. Um, and then there are three of us Republicans. Uh, you know, it's not a partisan race, meaning. Um, there's no R or D next to anyone's name. It's a nonpartisan race. I, I do think that many people are just going to vote based on the person they know from the party affiliation or who they voted for before. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are so many independents in the Kalina states who I think just want someone who can solve the problem. They're, they're fine with you having principles. No problem with that at all. But I think they don't want politics right now. Politics has not feigned well for politicians during this time. This is a very unique time. This, this COVID time... It's unlike anything we've ever seen. So I, I tell people I'm a problem solver. 
Um, I can attract votes with Democrats, independents, so my opponents cannot. Um, I'm a conservative, and I, you know, I, I did my own poll, and, and there's there's most certainly a way for um, for me to win. Otherwise, I wouldn't have run. I, I, I could have just held on to my campaign funds and found something else. But I have passion for this office. I think it's the right place, right time, and I intend to win. So pre-COVID, what is the thing you're most proud of uh, as far as your work as a city council member on, on the Newport City Council? Uh, Pre-COVID, I would say just fighting taxes and fees and, and, and debt. I, I'm a fiscal conservative, and I just I know it's not exciting, but it's it's the way to govern, I believe. Um, on the fun side, you know, I, I, I did a John Wayne Day in a John Wayne Park, and John Wayne's a personal hero of mine. Hmm. Uh, fighting communism in his personal life, but you know, obviously, he's he's great to watch on on the screen. So, uh, those are two things that that I've done that um, that I like. But everything's changed with COVID, isn't that, yeah. isn't that the truth? Well, yeah. post COVID, what are you most proud of? Post COVID, I would say um, really just fighting and pushing the envelope for businesses to stay open, going to rallies, speaking at rallies, encouraging people. All these people who don't normally vote or are active in party bars and politics, or maybe they're sort of middle of the road, have been activated. And uh, I would say that they felt hopeless and scared. And um, I'm really proud of this recall. I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of pushing for our rights. And I'm really proud of, of, of standing with people who, who need to feed their families. And if you win and you're one of the uh, board members, um, and you'll be on a fairly friendly board, it's not like you're going to be in the minority and having to fight an uphill battle. Um, if you are elected onto the board, what will you do to ensure that future elections in Orange County are secure and accurate? Yeah, that's right. I'm supported by two uh, supervisors, Supervisor Andrew Dudley, Chairman, and Supervisor John Wagner. So I have the most support of any candidate on the board of supervisors. And I think I, I think I'll have no problem governing with them. Uh, I am open to pretty much anything that 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 the residents want to see, and for the sake of transparency in elections, I've, I've practiced some election law here or there. I've, I've watched recounts and ballots come in, and and I've, I've been through that process, so I know a, a little bit more. And I think the residents um, want to see it themselves, and 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 they want to learn more. I, when I was speaking to a group recently, they said, you know, we need a county ordinance to change. I said, no, it's not a county ordinance. We can look at the processes and and the software companies, anyone involved with you have concerns about, but really it's all state election law um, and some federal. So just offer transparency, but we're willing to hear what what, what assurances people want. If they don't have faith in the democratic process, what are, what are we doing this for if they need it? So recently, the uh, I say recently, six, seven years ago now, the uh, CCW policy from the sheriff changed significantly for the better. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, the CCW policy now? Is there anything that they can do to there that you think that should be done to improve it? Um, and the big question is, do we live in a better world because there are so many people with a CCW? Oh, yeah. You know, whenever you have trained, competent people uh, exercising their Second Amendment, um, collectively, I believe it is safer. Uh, you see it countless times in, in in, in Texas or other places where someone is protecting a group of people um, because they happen to be that right place, right time, and they have a, they have a firearm on them. Uh, our county system, uh, from what I understand, it's it's it's, it's pretty positive. If, if you apply and um, you, you're serious about it, uh, you will get it. There's no doubt. There's a waiting list, and and, and you know, 
Well, Orange yeah, County, the sheriff, yeah, Don Barnes is doing a great job, and Orange County's system has actually, uh, it's it's being, uh, it's kind of served as a model. There's, you know, San Diego's borrowed from it heavily, um, Riverside's borrowed from it. I, I'm hearing that L.A. is starting to look at Orange County. There's a number of other counties that are, uh, you know, really uh, uh, taking a look at it. Now, okay, so one of the things that bugs me when a, when a politician gets into office is they they clam up, you know? They're on the campaign trail. They're lighting fires, and you're clearly, uh, you know, walking it like you talk it. And I appreciate that. But how do you feel about speaking on issues that are outside of of what you would generally think of as a city council member when you're on the city council, or as a uh, supervisor? In other words, if there's an, uh, some kind of political issue that your constituents seem passionate about. Um, how willing to uh, be vocal uh, are you, even though you know, it had maybe it has nothing to do with the office you're in? Well, first, let me just say, uh, just because Don, I think Don Barnes is one of the best sheriffs in the state. He, he has done a great job. Uh, about me, you know, it's funny. When I got to, I elected to city council. I thought I'd be dealing with stop signs and crosswalks. You deal with almost every issue you can imagine, obviously not international banking or some of these other federal issues, but so many issues come across the, your desk or the dais and, I've been vocal on this. I think as long as you can articulate why you think what you think, why you believe what you believe, that the residents will will be respectful and and, and appreciate it. And the reason you have an office is to advocate. You advocate for for what's right and just. So I plan on doing that. Excellent. Uh, How do people find you, Kevin? Website. What's your website? Yeah, what's your website? Yeah, so go to votemoldinum.com. Um, and and uh, check it out. And uh, everything's still happening so fast. They got to beef it up a little bit more. But I do want to end by saying, happy happy 1911 uh, pageant day. I don't know if you guys know. This is the day that uh, the 1911 was in fact um, patented by the federal government. And uh, I thought it was a pretty funny uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, that's awesome! Great. Hey, Thank by, you. Yeah. By the way, hey Kevin, next time you're in San Diego, go to the Longhorn Restaurant on Mission Gorge. It has got a John Wayne collection that would curl your hair. <laughs> oh, I love it. I'll check it out. All right, buddy. Hey, folks, up next, we have Sam the Gunman on Stump My Nephew. I think we just had a question for him. Yeah. And another mic drop, but you can't hear it if you don't listen. So stay on. KSFM 961. <laughs> AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Our show needs your help. We live in a state where your self-defense rights are quickly eroding. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy ways to do it. Like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, uh, the podcast, or whatever way you like to listen to the show. Share the show to as many friends as you can. And thanks for tuning in. And remember, today, together, we will win. All right. So who's going to do Stump My Nephew? We're going to get Melissa to do that. Yes. Hi, Sam. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm living the dream. That's good. So Samantha Ann 
um, in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Las which, Vegas, New Mexico. I don't I, think that exists. Oh, that, See, no, they're trying kidding. to make me look stupid, but really. <laughs> there is a Las Vegas, New Mexico. Okay, go and ahead. Tell I'm us sorry. what's in Las Vegas, New Mexico really quick. Las Vegas, New Mexico is where they shot the movie Red Dawn. And he Best actually movie. did go there. Yeah, that I did, was I did, a I trivia movie. question. Best movie ever made. <laughs> By far. Objectively speaking. <laughs> okay, Sam. Uh, so Samantha Ann from Las Vegas, New Mexico asks... What is the difference between 6.5 Grendel Type 1 versus Type 2? Samantha Ann from Las Vegas, New Mexico. Thanks very much for writing in. Um, now, 6.5 Grendel, for those of you who don't know, is basically a 7.62 by 39 blown out and necked down to 6.5 millimeter. Um, <laughs> and the, uh, the specification has actually evolved over the years, hence the Type 1 and Type 2. Now, I can't quote for you... Uh, numerical differences of the specs. I, you know, I, I don't have the big Sammy book in front of me, but I believe it has to do with the case head diameter um, such that a type two bolt is required uh, to run type two. Um, it, I think it's, well, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure it's the case head diameter that's different. What, what you said is is it's, it's accurate. It's it's got a deeper faced bolt, exactly like you're saying. Type two uses a proprietary deeper faced bolt. You're exactly right. It's not com, uh, compatible. Uh, type one's not compatible with the 264 Les Bear. Les Bear was actually trying to copy. They they they, they created a gun that used the 762 by 39. I'm sorry, the Type one uh, 76 uh, or 6.5 Grendel. Um, and then uh, they decided, hey, we don't want you to do that anymore. So they came up with type two. You're absolutely right. How do you do it? That's amazing. Correct. It's the encyclopedia of gun stuff. <clears throat> telling you. So I got to tell you, that came from somebody who is a uh, uh, is an ex- is a professional gunsmith. And I said, hey, man. Bill Alexander, the big man himself. <laughs> I said, hey, man, I need something. I get we, this guy's getting too arrogant. My my nephew. He's walking around the house. He's, you know, shouting out, barking out orders and acting like he owns the place. They said, uh, we got to knock this kid down. And uh, this was the this is the question he came up with, and you nailed it. Was the um, – I said Bill Alexander because that's that's the guy who invented the cartridge. I thought that's where you were going with that, but um, no. my bad. Anyway, you did uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting cartridge. Uh, it basically – if you look at the ballistics charts, it'll do anything – 762 by 39 can um, with less recoil with a lighter load, um, or it can punch out farther with uh, a bullet of the same weight or heavier. But um, anyway, yeah, it uh, it has become really widespread, relatively speaking, because it fits in the AR platform with uh, a minimum of parts changes. All you need to do is uh, change the magazine, the bolt, and the barrel, and that's it. And you were saying that um, less, the, uh, the 264 Less Bear was a competing cartridge. You, you often get that with these Wildcats for the AR platform, like uh, Wilson Combat has tried to come out with uh, 300 blackout killers for hmm. I don't even know how many years, but they've failed because whenever you get any of these, uh, these Wildcat rounds for the AR platform, mm-hmm. one that succeeds and lasts the longest is the one that... Uh, that has the specifications for it published the most widely the earliest because everyone jumps on the train there and starts making ammo and parts for it. And then any other competitors, even though they might be technically better on paper, uh, don't really pan out. That makes sense. 
Excellent job as always, my friend. You're the best. You are. You saved me another uh, another prize that I don't have to give away. So there you go. Excellent. <laughs> Yay! As always, thanks very much for having me on. Good job, Sam. Good. Thanks, man. All right, you guys ready for a mic drop? Mic drop. The subject of today's mic drop is becoming a frequent flyer here on Gun Owners Radio uh, Mic Drop, and it's well-deserved. Today, I'm talking about everybody's favorite supervisor, Nathan Fletcher. At the top of the show, we talked about a letter Santee voted on and sent to elected county supervisor Nathan Fletcher. The letter was a response to some of Nathan's uh, comments. Nathan called everyone involved in the effort to recall Governor Newsom a neo-Nazi, white supremacist, conspiracy theorist. Believe it or not, the name-calling of over a million voters by an elected official who didn't lose a dime of income during the COVID shutdown somehow didn't go over real well with people. Somehow. So a lot of people pushed back, and it's frankly starting to feel like a tipping point for Nathan. Nathan's taken an interesting road to get to where he is. After working for the Republican Party, he was an assembly member as a Republican. Then Republicans endorsed the far more qualified Carl DeMaio, So Nathan did what any toddler would do when he doesn't get his way. Nathan threw a fit. He stopped talking to all his friends and left the Republican Party officially. He made a bunch of anti-LGBT comments about Carl and lost pretty badly for mayor of San Diego running as an independent. It was embarrassing for him and eye-opening. He quickly discovered his support was about a mile wide, but it was only about an inch deep. So with no real prospects to do anything else, Nathan officially went to or went from being an independent to being a Democrat. The Democrats in charge of San Diego-based tech giant Qualcomm gave Nathan a fake job, making enough to pay a living wage for at least six people. But no, they just hired one, Nathan. What was so important that Qualcomm uh, had to have such a high-paying Nathan Fletcher? Well, Nathan's job was to run for office. By this time, Nathan's powerful Republican wife had left him, and he had a brand-new powerful Democrat wife. Nathan, having no marketable skills, had no employees under him at Qualcomm, had no experience in the tech industry, and worked diligently on running for office on Qualcomm's dime, any office. After years of making mid-six figures to do nothing but raise his name ID, and after tens of millions of dollars spent, Nathan was voted onto the county board. All the breaks he's been given uh, make his insults and lack of humanity and humility towards voters even that much more offensive. So the response from Santee to Nathan's divisive language was great. It was clear and concise, thoughtful and to the point. The tone and wording were adult and professional. Now, a normal person would look at an entire city asking for their resignation and take inventory, maybe self-reflection and evaluation, perhaps make an apology for not being clear and misspeaking. That's not what a sociopath does, though, folks. Nathan publicly called the entire city insane and penned a childish pouty response meant to belittle. He blamed it on Trump somehow, portrayed himself as the victim, and then ultimately flat out lied about what he said. Thankfully, we have good people like San Diego County Gun Owners board member Rob McNellis on Santee City Council. Rob championed this letter, the response to Nathan. His fellow city council members stood up to be the voice of those being attacked by the elected official throwing the temper tantrum. That kind of leadership isn't easy. It would have been much easier to just do nothing. Integrity and being the voice of those who voted for you is important. Some have it, some don't. Nathan doesn't, and we have shown that when he faces pushback, when his mettle is tested, he breaks in two. He simply isn't fit for office and shouldn't be anywhere near power. 
He's proven that time and time again. A leader is someone who goes the way and shows the way. Nathan has failed at both again and again. It's time to try something honorable and adult, Nathan. Resign. And that is your mic drop. Mic drop. Awesome. All right. Hey, folks, we need to sell 11 more tickets to hit our goal for the for our law enforcement training scholarship. So, so important. So go to the website to buy tickets, and you could win a Glock. A Glock? Is that S-D-O-R-C.org? Website? S-D-O-R-C. Yeah. Well, it says here, if you went for 11 more tickets to the law enforcement training, as he looks... High and low. We're all so go to what you want to do is go to gunownersradio.com. Oh, go to gunownersradio.com gun okay, gotcha. and look at uh, Cover Your Asp Week and you can uh, you can sign up there. Cover okay. gunownersradio.com, Cover Your Asp Week and you gotcha. can uh, sponsor a law enforcement. Eleven more tickets. That's all we need. Hey, if you're listening on YouTube or the podcast, smash the like button and subscribe button, and share the show with as many friends as you can. And please support our. Uh, support all our great sponsors. I know a few people text me and wanted to know more about uh, 127. That will be coming. There's just so many minutes in two hours. And HR 12. Yeah, 127. 127. Yeah. Check out last week's article. There's Check a out whole last week's article. About it oh, really? On our blog page. <laughs> yes. and, and watch KUSI in a half hour. I'm going to be on there talking about it. Cool. Hey, we want to thank San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, Dillon Law Group, Seal One, PRMI Mortgage, Blackhound Optics, and the National Concealed Carry Association. Thanks to Michael Schwartz, Joe Jermisi, Sam the Gunman, our digital master, Brendan Thomas, and our special guest, Melissa Lee, right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.